episode of 353rd. I'm Anders Brownworth. And I'm Scott Barstow. Scott, I'm going to take you back to the 1990s. The oh my 90s. gosh, what's <laughs> not? <laughs> where the music was bad. To a time, yeah, exactly. To a time where enterprise owned technology. The IT department was, was king. The, uh, the CIO, I guess, where, you know, the CTO was, was basically the glorified desktop support person that also did data center stuff. And they, they essentially had the gate keys. I don't know if you remember this. I do. You, yeah, the, you rolled your own gear everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a mess. It was a mess. That's what I remember. And, and, uh, in order to have a successful product in such an ecosystem, you only had to convince 500 people to accept your product and of course those 500 people were the 500 you know the fortune 500 uh ctos so it was a very top down um it was i don't know if you remember when the the uh dvd was the dvd drive in your computer was released the the uh it departments of the world effectively said no because what would the only thing that would be used for is to watch movies while you're working and that can only be bad for productivity so these things were not adopted usb ports were glued shut um it was it was very much a top-down driven world uh you we we don't really remember this uh but that was definitely the case something happened between late 1990 and today where i have an iphone it essentially you know has been brought into the enterprise from the bottom no c no cto said hey you know we're going to uh try this new technology and and get everybody these devices that are completely incompatible with our uh windows domain uh manager or anything like that. These things are obviously brought in from the bottom up. It's a grassroots effort. So something drastically changed there. You know, maybe I'm maybe I'm hinting at exactly why. And I'd like to talk about what what the impetus for all these kinds of changes uh, were. Was it um, you know the fact that uh, the shelf life of a device is not you know is is not long enough to handle the the sales cycle that it would take to get it into the enterprise because i don't know if you remember i mean large certainly you know let's use large databases as an example oracle you sell oracle to a fortune 500 company and oracle is the is now in that company for you know a minimum 10 years it's easily yeah yeah so uh, that may not be the case when you have a technology that's, you know, let's just say mobile devices whose average, for whatever reason, maybe because of contract lengths or, or other things, is about two years. Um, so what's, what's pushing this? And, you know, why, why has the world changed 180 degrees? <clears throat> So it's it's interesting because you're there's a couple of things that I think are that set the stage for this. One, 
was, uh, I think, mobile. If you redefine mobile computing as the advent of affordable notebook computers as a first generation of that. Okay. Uh, and being able to take your computer home with you and take it with you everywhere. Right. So that starts to happen really in earnest in the early 2000s. Right, agreed. You know, 2000 to 2003 or four. Yeah, it was with Wi-Fi that that really took off. That's right. Yeah, so you had Wi-Fi happen, and then you had really affordable portable computers. So the Dell notebooks of the day mm-hmm. um, were, at their time, good computers that you could take anywhere. They weren't too heavy. You could take them on the road with you. And you started to have this uh, the scenario where you could work from anywhere. That was really when that whole idea started was, mm-hmm. I can now work from my hotel room and I can work from, you know, even though the hotel had horrible Wi-Fi or they had a you know, a network jack in the room, you know, it's, <laughs> some it's, still it, do. Yeah. Some still do. It's shocking, but it's true. Uh, but I think that was really the, the start of people starting to think about, you know, I can have one computer and mm-hmm. that one computer can go with me everywhere. And so I think what that did was it sort of set the stage for, well, I don't like this, you know, clunky, uh, Lenovo notebook that my companies bought me. So I'm going to buy my own mm. and then I'll ask the company if I can bring it in. And of course, that was met with all kinds of resistance by the same IT department you were talking about because you would bring a wind- your own Windows notebook from home onto the corporate network and it may not have had antivirus on it. It may not have had all this other stuff. And Cardinal all of a sudden, sins. Yeah, this can't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and some of it legitimate, like you could introduce viruses that could wipe out because you had, you know, Outlook, every, everybody used Outlook for mail. Yeah, yeah. Everything was so standardized that it was easy to attack mm-hmm. um, a corporate network and with viruses and things like that. So I think... Once, uh, for me, I think it started to change when the MacBook Pro came out. Hmm. Because that was really, for me, that was when I was like, this is the computer I'm going to have. Yeah. And if it can't go on the corporate network, I'll figure out you know, some other way to get onto the net while I'm at work. Mm-hmm. But this is the computer I want. And it turns out that we worked for a company that didn't care. Yeah, at this point, but I think or we were there, the we would have been the people to care. That's right. That's true. So we didn't care. Therefore, the company didn't care. And I think the so I think a couple of things happened. One is the move the you started to see this move away from Windows, mm-hmm. um, which logically, at least in the for the first seven or eight years of that, which I would say it started like two thousand five mm-hmm. or thereabouts. Uh, you had you started to see this move away from Windows in tech in tech companies, and what that facilitated was okay. I don't need to have this massive overarching policy uh, group of policies about how things work on my network because nobody was writing any sort of viruses for OS ten. Mm-hmm. It was irrelevant yeah. in the business marketplace. And so nobody cared. And it was more or less irrelevant, almost with the exception of, you know, design shops and all of that. Like, 
OS OS X was just irrelevant. Nobody mm-hmm. cared because it was you know five percent of the market or something like yeah. that in the business world. Yeah, way less than that in the business world. And right. overall, it was probably two or three. Yeah. So, so it was yeah, and it was probably two percent tops in the yeah. business world. Yeah, yeah. So I think for me, I think this this trend started there because now I didn't have to worry about conforming to the policy of the company, which maybe. And if we think about, you know, when we were during this time at Bandwidth, there was probably 95% Windows desktops or Windows notebooks sure. at Bandwidth, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you had a MacBook Pro, I had a MacBook Pro, maybe three or four others did, and that was it. Yeah. And so the corporate policy applied to that, Yeah. to all of those machines, and we were on our own. Yeah. And, and that which, was really, well, and that so, was kind of the start of it. Well, so we were we were on our own because first of all we could, and I would I would say like for example where I am now at Circle, everybody has a Mac. I mean throughout the right. organization, except for one or two in finance that had to have some version of Microsoft Excel that that who knows why, but f- for you know by and large ninety nine percent of the people uh, have Macs and nobody <laughs> we don't have an IT department. Everybody sets their machine up and gets things going, and you know. So there, there are people to bring you the machine in the beginning, but it's up to you to go set it up and and make things go. Yeah. Um, I think that is a key difference as well. People are able to actually, you know, well, maybe it's maybe it's some of what you're the kind of bottom base knowledge that you have when you come into the company that didn't exist in the year two thousand. Uh, because back then, people, the average person couldn't be expected to know enough to be able to install everything they needed and, and get going. They just didn't have the experience. So maybe yeah. that's part of it, too. I think that's right. I think if, so here's a, here's a great uh, just story about what, how, how radically this has changed and how, I think the other thing that happened is that you started to move away from the company's network being the central place where everything was stored. Yeah. I think that's another key component. So you start yeah. to have Google Drive and all these other things where I'm now storing data somewhere else, which has its own set of problems. Hmm. But the but it's way easier for people to um, just sort of get going in that in that what you're talking about with Circle. Like when I come in, all I all I I would imagine all anybody really needs to know is the Wi-Fi password. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they get a mail account which gives them access to Google Drive or whatever you guys are using for Box or Dropbox or whatever for file storage, mm-hmm. and then they're off and running. Yeah, and I think the where this really hit home for me was I just bought a new macbook pro two months ago mm-hmm. yeah and so it's kind of my every three years i tend to get a new one that's just kind of, <laughs> that's what, what happens just how it works okay and i think the the last time i did this in 2012 it probably took me i don't know a couple of days to get onto the new machine yeah by the time i was working with my old one and you know working during the day with my old one and then transitioning everything it was probably a couple of days okay yeah and this new one I bought, I was up and running with every absolutely everything I need inside of like three hours. Yeah, and I I'm, I'm a heavy user of you know there's a lot of stuff that I have to do, but it was so simple because 
I don't store all of my, you know, all the source code that I work with is stored somewhere else. Yeah, so you just you get, you know, you pull yeah. it in with Git and then you have it. But That's what right. about I, you don't, I don't need I don't need Microsoft stuff anymore. Right. So what, I don't need any of this crap. So what about so so most of your coding then is is I mean you you don't have a, a Java IDE, you don't have, you know, a .net sort of framework set up. What all all you're doing, I mean you know, I'm I'm very similar to you. I've got a machine. I have uh, basically has Node and it has Postgres on it. Those are the things that you install, and then uh, everything else is just npm installed, or it's part of the Git repo that comes in, or whatever. So I have a complete dev environment. You know, inside of ten minutes yeah. from a from a brand new machine. Um, so so you. But your point is like most of the other stuff that you get is all coming from. Uh, you know, it's, it's essentially all maintained in the cloud. So the the worst it gets is is you're going to a website and you're downloading some connector between you and the cloud. Right. So I um, might install the Slack desktop app or something. Sure. Like that, right, right. Right. Or do the same. Yeah. But I think the so I think that's the that's this is the shift yeah. that's been all allowed to happen is so if all of those things are true, now then it doesn't matter what devices I'm using. Right. Therefore, all the company has to worry about is that I don't do something malicious or stupid. Yeah. And that's a much higher or lower bar, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, so now, and I think fundamentally, you can look at the iPhone as being the way that uh, Apple chose to do security on the iPhone means that with every app having to go through an approval process uh, for malware and all of those kinds of things, everybody was up in arms about that at the beginning. Mm. But what that's facilitated is that I know that if I'm installing an app, um, there's a very good chance that it's not going to do anything crazy. Yeah. Uh, because it's been vetted by you know, a company that knows what they're doing. And I don't think the same is true of Android at all. Mm -hmm. I think it's way more risky to be bringing, you know, bottoms up kind of Android devices onto the network just because the risk is way higher. But the I think fundamentally it was Apple and the iPhone that really facilitated the shift you're talking about. Yeah. Because that was the first device that I can think of in recent memory. Everybody carried Blackberries before the iPhone. Yeah. And Blackberry was kind of like this thing that you had to have because that was what you had to have to stay in touch. And then yeah. the iPhone was the first device of that kind where you're like, I have to use this. I want to use this. Yeah, I want to use this. Therefore, I'm going to figure out a way. Yeah. So, so uh, as you know, my wife works for a, uh, in a, you know, a, a law firm. And law firms are notoriously conservative and and slow moving, especially in the technology sphere. So they are very much still a top down. Um, it was absolutely shocking last year. I think it was last year when the the specific model of BlackBerry that they were using became discontinued, and the, all the new options for the BlackBerry were just not they were they were dead from the start they 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 had fatal parts about them that the law firm could just not take so they moved to a bring your own device where 
you know, 90% of the people are had their iPhone. So in my wife's case, she actually used to carry around two phones, a BlackBerry and an iPhone. And the separation there was pretty useful because if you want to, you know, split away from work and, and, you know, go out to eat, you just bring the iPhone, you don't bring the BlackBerry. Right. And then, you know, but now, uh, now that the law firm's email, for example, is on our iPhone, you can't do that anymore. So that, that might be a negative, but it was, it was like the, a world changing thing. I never thought it would happen, but this company that was so firmly entrenched in a sort of a windows blackberry kind of a world for so many years uh just released that that requirement and has you know when when a law firm takes that kind makes that kind of a move you know you know well frankly rim screwed up like what well, yeah. in the world how do how do you lose that you know how you you have this perfect you know, you have a customer that is will stay with you if you just meet a minimum bar and you didn't meet the minimum bar. That's just crazy. I mean, just keep the old devices supported or something to keep the business until you can get a, a better option. In any case, it didn't it didn't happen. So so where Apple was the loser of the standardization battle in the nineties, it's the winner of the mo- mobilization battle here in the the 2000s and the 2010s um it, it it's uh it, you know it's it's uncanny i mean you 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 brought up the app store example where you would feel comfortable with things that are vetted through the app store that is a vital part well that is a absolutely you know backwards model from the way that uh it used to be in the in the 90s you could bring you know you could write anything and bring it onto any computer and there wasn't a at least a pop-up box that said hey this is not signed or this is not that's right that didn't exist even that little check which is now everywhere you know even on windows they've got the hey this isn't signed by somebody microsoft knows or whatever um i can't remember the last time i used windows yeah it's gonna be many 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 years yeah apparently you're not missing anything yeah, that's that's what I well, I I I saw somebody using like a, a tablet, whatever their thing is. You know, Steve Ballmer used to call it a slate. Right. Remember that? Yeah. Um, I, and you know, I was lost because there was some there was the the what you would think of as a mobile operating system on the thing with UI and whatnot, but then you you there you push something or you click something or whatever and it suddenly now it looks like a windows machine with like a, a start menu and all this stuff which seems totally foreign on such a device uh yet they're both all together so i was i was like fundamentally lost so i i you know um of course that's just a you know i'm sure i could probably figure it out pretty quickly but i was not motivated yeah um so i think th- that i think that's a part of it i think the other thing there was a there was an article i read yesterday uh by Tomas Tungas or Tungans, and he's a venture capitalist in California, mm. and he's, he's his area of focus is SaaS companies. Yeah, and he had this stat that I thought was pretty remarkable that the average startup or small company uses fourteen SaaS apps. Mm. Yeah, and so I think that's the other that's the other obvious trend that's made what you're talking about possible is yeah. that. I'm not installing hardly anything on my machine anymore. Yeah. 
because almost everything I'm using is through a browser. Yeah. And as in terms of business apps, if you set aside mobile, anything I'm using, sure. you know, the to kind of sit down at a desk or you know, that kind of work experience, almost everything is through a browser, whether it's salesforce.com or, you know, yeah. pick your CRM. Um, but like business apps, Drive is the, is replacing Excel for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for, I think, for every, all but the power users, yeah. uh, Drive has replaced Excel. And you've got just this push and push away from me having to have things running on my machine, which makes... Frankly, it makes the IT department's job way easier. And, and now, really, all you're worrying about as an IT manager is: are the companies that we're working with trustworthy? Yeah. You know, do they have good security policies? Do they have worries? You know, are they taking care of data loss problems or, yeah. you know, uh, somebody hacking their network? I think all of the it's like the problem has kind of moved upstream. Yeah. And now the problem is really primary with the application providers, not the company that's using it. Yeah. And that wasn't the case in, certainly not in the late 90s and uh, way into the 2000s. It was still very much, a, you know, this, this, this has to run on, you know, three versions of Windows. Therefore, the IT manager is running around scrambling to, you know, patch machines all day and all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like that whole mess is just it's gone. gone. Yeah. So 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 not not having to install everything on your machine is certainly a big deal. I think if you look at the uh the mo so you know you maybe you interact with Salesforce through a browser and so you had to have a browser but the machine came with a browser so you really didn't install anything. You know on on mobile though on on iOS or or whatever you you an install is not nearly as a heavy of a thing as as it otherwise was that's right you know how hard is it to download a a salesforce app or a slack app or something it's a uh you know you download it like you download any other game or it's a half minute and you're uh, and you're up and running you're up and running so that's very different because Back in the day, you had to have wizards <laughs> to walk you through the install process. That's right. Process Where do you because, want it installed? Yeah. You know, well, do you want it on C or D? Why Where's, does that matter? Yeah. You know? Who well, cares? Just put it put it where I have space. You know, I should yeah. have just have space, and that's it. So these these those are those would be what I would term for for most users dumb questions. Don't ask me where I want to install the thing. Give me a break. You know. Yeah, <clears throat> just put the thing wherever. So, um, even if you do have to install nowadays, it's such a light thing that it really doesn't matter anymore. Um, so, you know, we, we've come to the, like the automatic transmission from from manual. Back in the day, you know, manual, you needed to know like, well, the engine always has to be going, and when I'm driving my car, sometimes the wheels have to be stopped, so I have to disconnect the wheels from the engine. You know, so it's like a like a manual kind of a thing you kind of just had to do. And then somebody came up with an automatic transmission and pretty much most of the cars, quite unfortunately, I would I would add for people who love to drive. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with that. Become automatic. Yeah. Even even cars that should never be automatic, like BMWs and stuff like that. Like these are high performance cars. What in the world are you doing with an automatic transmission in a car? Yeah. It's a it's a travesty. You're committing a travesty, is what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. How did it's, we? It's, yeah, it's getting hard to even buy. Yeah. a manual transmission uh, car. Totally. I can think of like three or four. Yeah, Honda makes one for the 
the Civic SI you can get in a sta- in a standard. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, I think VW makes one or two. Yeah, you can uh, get the A4 and the A3 and uh, from Audi. Yeah, so German standard. the German cars They're still all, yeah. seem to do it. But like, if you want to buy a Japanese car, yeah. uh, even the what you would consider the sports car versions of Japanese yeah, cars, that's like true. A, like yeah. a Lexus, you know, LS or ES250 or something like that. That's yeah. a car that really that'll that car will get up and go yeah but even that is they've put the little you know gear shift on the steering wheel that makes you feel like you're shifting gears oh, the but, paddles yeah yeah but you don't you're not pushing no, you're in not. a clutch and you're not doing real it's not real driving yeah well there's there's a lot you can do uh how did we get off on this topic i have no <laughs> idea but there's a lot you can do like if if your intent is just to shift the gears then maybe a paddle you know, uh, automatic gearbox is kind of all you need, but there are many things that you can do. Uh, you know, like for example, slow the car down, you can pop the clutch, you can, um, you know, you can rev the engine and then let the clutch out, which, which would give you a lot more power than just, just going, you know, starting off the line because you start in a much higher power band. I mean, there's, there's a million things you can do driving stick that you can't do driving automatic. Um, so are we having the same problem here with iOS, uh, and with, with other kind of, well, we don't, you didn't need to worry yourself with all the details here of how this whole thing works. Um, you know, are we becoming stupid, uh, because we don't understand what, uh, you know, what an application requires. I mean, I don't think for the, the average person, the answer is, well, it doesn't really matter. Um, so they may be, you know, less aware of, the file system on an iPhone, for example, pretty much unaware of a file system on an iPhone. Yeah. But, um, it, it does it, does it really matter? Um, I, it, if, if everybody's installing things in a standardized way now and you just click the button and, and download the thing from the app store, um, the, does it really matter? I don't think it, I don't, think I don't, it does. I don't think it does. I don't think I don't think it matters anymore. I, the only people that it matters for now are people who need to work in that environment. You know who so, it does matter for? Android uh, users, absolutely. Because you had to put that little, you know, the little sixteen gigabyte, you know, micro SD card, and you had to click it in. So you had to pick: do I put it on the internal memory or do I put right. it on the SD card? That's right. Remember that? Yeah, uh, I sure do. Gosh, what a what a mistake. Yeah, how terrible. Unbelievable. Anyway. Yeah, so anyway, I think this yeah. it's a really interesting trend to be watching. And I also think that I just think about uh, you know, how my kids use computers. Like they mm-hmm. don't even worry about installing stuff. The only stuff that gets installed on their computers is stuff that I want on it. Uh, <laughs> That's to make sure phobia. they're not yeah. make sure they're not doing you know, make sure they're not wandering somewhere that they shouldn't be wandering. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But that's uh but that's stuff that I put on there. And but their everyday lives, they wouldn't have any idea. Yeah, what a you know what the what a C drive is, or what a, yeah you know where the the fact that the CD ROM or the DVD drive is the E drive, and that that might actually even matter. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think it's it's a really interesting. I think frank, frankly, I think we're way further ahead. Um, and I think the 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 move away from having things installed on your machine i think it's in some ways it's it's way better i think the what we're paying the price for now that i know will solve is just 
the, all of your data is so much more at risk yeah. today than it was just because of the, if a company has accumulated any amount of data that's interesting, they're automatically a target. Yeah. And so I think that's the trend uh, that that's to me is kind of the next big nut that has to be cracked in all of this is, and I think you're working in technology that will help solve some of this uh, with the you know the blockchain and all of that sort of stuff. But I think that's really the the next really big problem that's waiting to be solved is how do you how do we stop the constant you know just streaming of data out of these companies that. I think we all know is happening. We just choose not to talk about it. Yeah, so like private data that that yeah. you know maybe a company is uh, is is sworn to uh, you know keep secret or uphold or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh-huh. It's just yeah. way easier to either have you know disgruntled employees walk out the door with that stuff now, or uh-huh. um, well, is it any different? Like, so it's in the cloud or it's in the you know server in the closet. The disgruntled employee still has access to it, and and so is it really more now? I think it's. I don't. Know, it feels. It feels like it's more feels, at risk now. It, I don't. I don't really does. know. It does uh, just because. First of all, I can get to it from anywhere. So, I can, if somebody picks up my, you know, if I leave my iPhone sitting on the restaurant table, yeah, and somebody, you know, gets into my Salesforce instance, that wasn't possible before. Right. True. Um. So I think in that way it is. Well, but, if you left your laptop, somebody could. You yeah, know, I guess so. get into I your so. your copy of the CRM or whatever. Right. Um, and, yeah, that's but true. I, but it it just feels like there's way too much. There's way too many stories about you know these companies getting broken into and uh, you know theft of data and all of that. That's certainly more rampant. Yeah. Than it was, or maybe it's just more talked about because the the incidents have a, a way wider impact today than they did. 10 years ago or something like that. But yeah. uh, anyway, yeah, that feels like the next interesting yeah. mm-hmm. part of this to solve. But it's for me, it's we're, it's way better uh, in terms of, like I was saying, like when I installed that new, my new machine, it was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that in three hours. Yeah. You know, they used to be uh, days. I, you didn't was, even want to do it because yeah. it was so painful. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. It was like you really thought about, do I really need this new machine? Because it was going to be such a painful exercise. Yeah, it knocked out a day minimum of work just to get the thing set up to a point where it's usable. But still all of your work is, I mean, you you would definitely ride with two machines for a week. Easily, I mean, yeah. easily. And now it's just, it does, that's, that's gone. So I think it's, yeah. it's interesting. It, 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 I think the... Uh, We'll post some some links to some of the articles we were talking about in the show notes, but yeah. it's going to be fun to watch how this just continues to evolve and how the enterprise really, I think, for the most part, has lost control of the devices that are on their network. And now it's a very it's a very different threat uh, vector for almost every company, and I think the solutions will have to eventually be very different. Absolutely agreed. All right. Well, that's all the time we have. So we will be back next time with uh, with more more crazy talk. <laughs>